Okay, welcome to episode 63 of the Business in Morocco podcast. We have a special guest with us today. We have Mahmoud Tatari. He's based in Tangier and has a, a digital marketing company. And he's going to be sharing with us how do you adjust your, your business model? How can you find new clients in this brand new environment? So Mahmoud, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, could you just introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your, your background and your story. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan and Brian, for hosting me today with this uh, business uh, podcast in Morocco. Uh, it's all my pleasure to be part of your, of your uh, uh, podcast for this, uh, for this month. So uh, <clears throat> uh, my name is Mahmoud. Uh, I live in Tangier. I work today as a, a digital marketing trainer and consultant. I help companies. Uh, I work with entrepreneurs and uh, business owners, marketing professionals uh, who are looking to, to grow their business. Uh, so I help them to, to create efficient sales and marketing systems and build their growth machines. Um, I first graduated uh, as an engineer. So I studied software engineering. Uh, back in 2005, when I first graduated from Hawaii University. Uh, I had a small uh, adventure as an entrepreneur from the, from the early age when I started my, my software development company in 2006. And I fell. I fell six months uh, later because of bad management, lack of experience. But it was very good. It was very good experience because I learned a lot of things. After this uh, short experience, I, I joined some family business. Uh, again, uh, they were just launching uh, new franchises in, in, uh, in hospitality. So they, they launched coffees and restaurants here in Tangier. Uh, I, I worked there as a supply chain manager, logistics and supply chain manager. Uh, again, it was a life-changing experience. I learned a lot of things. Uh, I acquired new skills that I didn't, I didn't have before and uh, helped family to grow their business and set up the purchasing department as, as, as a new business. Um, years later, I found myself that I need to, to have a push to my career because uh, it is true I, ha I had a satisfying work but I didn't feel fulfilled uh, mm. and I, I needed to do something to even uh, push my career uh, and move forward. Uh, that, that, then when I started an MBA and uh, I learned a lot of things again from management to accounting and some things that I found that if I had these skills when I first started my company in 2005, I would do things much different. The, th the thing that I most loved from my MBA is the marketing. Mm. As how, how you can really create uh, your products and service to match uh, people's needs and wants. And uh, how you can find this link uh, between you as a company and your customer that, uh, that will buy your product and service. Uh, so when I finished my MBA, I just moved and uh, launched the web marketing agency. Uh, I was co-founder and uh, we did a lot of projects, a lot of projects in creating websites, managing social media for our customers, 
uh, graphic design, video production, we did a lot of things. Um, in 2017, I decided to, to move from providing services to, to, to my customers to focus on training and consulting. So I can teach uh, people how to do things instead of just doing things for them. But now I, I teach them, uh, I show them how to do uh, the methods and the approach to, to build their marketing and sales systems so they can succeed. That's great. That's, that's a great journey and a great story. I wonder, could you share a little bit more about your, your first software company that didn't work out? Can you tell us a little bit more about why it failed and what you learned from that? Yeah, of course. Uh, it, I failed mainly because of two, uh, two things, two main mistakes that I did at that time. The first one is uh, I had a little capital, but I didn't manage my spending the right way. So instead of, uh, of uh, managing my, my money uh, and spending it on things that are really worthy, I, I spent some of it on rent that I didn't need at that time. And uh, so uh, it was really bad, ma bad money management first. And uh, the second mistake is uh, I, I moved too quickly before finding this, this idea, this, uh, this ideal customer, this, without identifying the need for, for, my, for the market that I, I want to touch. Uh, and instead of focusing on one, on one single idea, and work on it until the end. I started moving from one thing to the other, just jump, jumping left and right without finishing anything. And so I ended, I ended up with uh, a lot of things that are half built mm. and uh, couldn't, couldn't survive. So I had to shut down. <laughs> so if you could do it over again, you would have bootstrapped it more. You would have uh, saved money on some of the the helpful but not necessary expenses and you would have focused in more completed like a minimum viable product in one niche before expanding into other features or other areas absolutely absolutely and this is what i did uh, when i launched uh, link marketing in 2017 i really applied these first two mistakes so i didn't do the same thing i didn't do any any extra expenditure on things that i didn't need at all I started with the minimum, with the minimum spending. And uh, I said, what is the one thing, the only one thing that I need to do, I need to master really good, and so I can do it over and over again. And no one can be better than me in this one thing. And uh, I stuck to it and, uh, until now. So after two years, I managed to create a process a well-established process on how to find the new customers and how to move them forward in the journey to become prospect and then uh, loyal customers. Can you talk about who that ideal customer is today for your business and how did you figure out the profile for that person and, and also how did you reach them before the, the virus? How did you um, do business development and how did you find those customers? Um, and yeah, what was that process like? Yeah. 
so, so typically every every business has an ideal customer and my my recommendation and what i do with my customers today the very first thing without building anything without building any customer journey or any kind of marketing follow that we're going to talk about later on the very first thing that we need to work on is who is your customer and just yesterday i had this conversation with uh, with one of my prospects when i asked him uh, do you know who is your customer he told me, yes, I have this kind of, this kind of customers that, that come to me every day. Okay, is this your ideal customer, the customer that you want to have, or just your current customer, the one that you are just having? And uh, he, he was just shocked and uh, told me, well, actually, it's not the customer that I want. It's just the customer that I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and most of the time, a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs I, I met in my life, in my experience. And uh, even me at the beginning, I had the, this same thing because you, when you just launch a business, you start getting some customers. And once you have some customers, you already have your customer journey. You, you already have some steps that will that already started to get the first customer from scratch, right? So you have, you have a journey. But the thing is, do you feel okay to work with this customer? Is this the relationship that you want? If you have 100 customers like this one, is this the kind of customer that you want to have? Even 1,000 customers? If, if, if the answer is yes, then start thinking and start asking yourself some questions. Why did, why did this customer come to me? What were uh, their problems before? Or what were their their issues, what were their frustrations? What can I do to change, uh, to change them and to, to solve their problems today or to help them uh, achieve their goals? Because after all, what we do as business owners, as entrepreneurs, what we really do in life is to transform the lives of our customers. They are in what we call a before state. They have some, something before, and our job is to take them from this before state to the after state. Mm-hmm. How? With our product and with our service. Yeah. So to come back to the question, how, how, how did I know who is my ideal customer? Uh, is bef- the first thing is with, with, with trial and error. We need to test. We need to test different messages, talk with different people and you will see what is the, the best fit and uh, the best fit between what you are offering and what you are getting. And then you start from there and you, 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 you get even better idea about who is your customer. And so for you and for, for your business, what were your methods of, of customer acquisition, of, of reaching this ideal customer that, that you can teach and you can train um, to do marketing and to build funnels. Okay, so uh, um, for me today, I have identified when I wanted to 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 offer this uh, training and consulting services. First and foremost, I I said to myself, okay, I want to talk with entrepreneurs, and I want to talk with business owners. 
This is the first category, entrepreneurs and business owners. And the second category of people that I want to talk with are the marketing professionals. So I don't talk with IT, I don't talk with engineers, I don't talk with uh, sales, maybe sales sometimes, but it's not my main target, it's not my, my primary target. So I, I started with these two uh, main profiles, entrepreneurs and business owners and marketing professionals. And the very first thing I did is I, I asked myself, who do I know today from my contacts, people who I know that are entrepreneurs or business owners and um, or other, or they are marketing professionals. I have selected 10 people from people that I know and I went to see them to have this first interview, asking some questions and uh, understanding their needs what, what, and how, how can I really help. When I, I started to get some understanding and I managed to get some, some leads from, from those main contacts first, I went to social media and created some content there. I started my first post on social media. I launched my, my blog on my website. I created some content and started publishing this content, sharing this content, participating in conversation on social media. People who are asking questions, I would give some answers maybe with my own content or with others' content. But the main reason or the main thing is that I am there when they are needing me. And that's how I managed to get more leads over time. When you say content, can you explain what that is? Like, are you talking about videos you produced or articles you wrote? Uh, mainly articles, mainly blog post articles. And uh, I created even some value-added content like guides, ebooks, and uh, recently uh, I even launched a series of webinars. Uh, some part of the content I created over over last year, uh, live events, is mm -hmm. also content because when when you do live events and workshops, it's it's also content. Mm -hmm. So a content can have a lot of forms and many formats. It's just that you you need to to communicate, to deliver your, your message to your audience. So what has changed since the virus has arrived here in Morocco and we have been under confinement since March 20th? Have you had to change any of the ways that you've been doing business, the ways you've been engaging customers or trying to find new customers? Absolutely. A lot of things have changed since, uh, since March. Well, uh, uh, the, the very first week to start with, the very first week after the confinement, I used to have a busy calendar. Busy calendar, a lot of meetings, a lot of calls. And right after this confinement, the very first week was empty. How come? There's no, no single meeting, not at all. Uh, if we're going to stay one more, one more month, at least one more month like this, uh, I need to find a way. I cannot stay like this. Um, so, so the first thing I did is uh, using Zoom to, to hold all my, my meetings virtually. I started, who are those people that I didn't reach out last month? And my, my, my leads, my customers, let, 
get in touch with them. Let's just pick up the phone, call them, and set up virtual meetings because I, I need to have, um, I need to, to keep the peace. I need to, I need to, to keep working because otherwise I, I will just, uh, I will just lose the, the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started adapting my, myself to, to work remotely and uh, move from this physical and the face-to-face meetings to, to virtual meetings. But there's one more thing that I did. And uh, I, I had one business opportunity uh, to do one of my trainings in, uh, as, as a live workshop. And uh, after the confinement, when my customer called me and told me, okay, we, now that we have closed our doors, I'm sorry to tell you that the workshop is canceled. It was bad news for me because uh, it was a good business opportunity and uh, to, to, to do this, uh, this live workshop. I thought, okay, we can do it later. But then when I, after I closed the phone, uh, I said to myself, okay, Mahmoud, why, don't you, why didn't you tell him uh, that we can do it online? I picked up the phone again and I just asked him if we can do it online because um, we have no reason to just postpone, but we can take the opportunity and even for you as a brand to start giving this uh, uh, live and webinar uh, experience to your audience. And uh, he, he told me, yes, okay, let's do it online. So in just one phone call, I moved from doing nothing and just get my, my business opportunity canceled to keeping it and doing it online. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. And did you keep your pricing the same or do you feel like an online webinar is less valuable than face-to-face? What do you think? I kept my pricing the same, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I kept my pricing the same. And even today, uh, because uh, even, even, even my prospective methods have changed because uh, as, as we are talking about what did I do differently now in regarding to, to before this, this period, you know, webinars for me were a, a, a project. I, one day I will do webinars. One day I will launch uh, webinars. And when it, when it came, uh, it was just fantastic. It's now or never. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so I did my first one. It was great. And uh, I did the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, and, start, and things start flowing. And uh, so instead of prospecting the old way um, in, in these uh, live workshops or live events, or even using my, my content, the webinars themselves have become a prospecting tool for me. I got some, some potential leads from my webinars and then I moved them forward with the journey uh, to the next steps, doing the discovery calls and uh, moving forward. But what I did regarding pricing for those people who want to, want to take my offer but they are not willing to, to invest right now. So uh, I did one thing for them uh, is to lower, to lower the initial investment and make the balance later on by the end of the of of this period but i kept the same pricing i didn't change the pricing i see okay so 
you adjusted the payment terms, which helps with the company's reduced yeah. cash flow, but overall the same. Exactly. Yes. Okay. That's smart. So Mahmoud, um, I think all people, we experience fear. I think a lot of people are worried because of the virus. People are concerned about the economy. You know, now the, at least in Morocco, there'll be two months of confinement and a lot of people are losing their jobs or they're not able to work. And so there's financial distress. Could you talk a little bit about fear uh, during this time, how to manage fear and specifically talk about fear in terms of small business owners and entrepreneurship? Fear is bad. Fear is a bad thing in business because uh, you are afraid of and you are uncertain about the future, you start panicking. And uh, once you, you start panicking, you start losing hope. And you don't know what you're going to do and uh, once you are in this state, then you start losing everything. So uh, my, my main advice and my, my recommendation, and this is what I say to my, to my customers, and I had this, this, this experience with my own customers. Uh, when I, I told them, okay, now business has stopped, and I know that you are not going to, to be able to make a new business right now. This is clear. Let's agree on this. There's no, we're not going to sell at this time. Okay? No, this is clear. What we can do if we cannot sell right now? We can do two things. First is do nothing, which most of the people are doing, they're doing nothing. Or we can take this as an opportunity to build for the future. Because let's face it, unless this confinement will last forever, which is not, and even if it lasts forever, we as humans, we are going to adapt and we are going to find new ways of living. Because we cannot stay like this for forever, it's impossible. So since we know that this is going to be ending like in one or two or three months, let's build business opportunities for the future. And if in, during doing this, in between some sales and some opportunities uh, come in, they are welcome. If not, we are moving forward for the after, after this confinement. So this is what I typically do, and this is what I would say to, to face this fear and just uh, think about the, the, the after this period. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. Do you have any tips for people about how to produce content? I mean, you're, you're offering, uh, you're writing articles, publishing eBooks, doing webinars, but often these are free forms of content and you're wanting to, uh, help convert people to, to being, Can you give any, any tips or advice on that? What, what kind of stuff do you include in your content? and paying customers? Yeah, very interesting question. Very interesting question because most of the time, um, people don't, don't put this, this little thing that they need to put in their content to move people to the next step. <clears throat> 
So when when, it, when we say content, uh, as as I as I said right before, there are many forms of content. Mm -hmm. It can be through blog, blog posts, can be on social media posts, it can be like webinar or it can be video, or whatever form of content you produce. But you need one piece of content to to include, which is the call to action. And if, if you don't place this call to action in your content, well, you are not just doing bad marketing, but you are doing bad user experience. Because people would come to you, they, they came to you because they need help. And when, can, when they come, they don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Right? They, they, yeah. just, they just came in but they can't find their way out. They can't find what they do next. Mm -hmm. So uh, the simple trick and the simple, the simple advice, just place your call to action as is clearly in your content. And this, this call to action is like the ask. ask. Because uh, marketing and sales after all, we are here to create relationships with humans. We are humans and we want to create relationship with humans and every human relationship is based on request and reply. I would ask you something to, to get a response from you. If I don't ask, I won't get anything back. And if I don't put you something that here's what I can do for you, you won't ask it for me. This is, this is what, what makes some content really efficient and will help move people through the customer journey. Are there certain types of content that you've found to be most effective? Like you, you've mentioned lots of different types of content, but which have you found to be the most impacting? Uh, depends also on, on your customers. It, it depends on your on the nature of business, honestly. There is no, uh, there's no uh, one single formula that will work for everyone. Hmm. Some people will prefer video over text, some people will prefer to, to just read PDFs. Uh, some would prefer webinars. But for me, uh, from my own experience, I found that webinars are very interesting because you offer high value content and you get this uh, live interaction, interaction with your audience. Um, and you can place immediate call to action within your live experience, which mm -hmm. I find is very impactful. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, it's uh, establishing relationships. And so when it's interactive and when it's, you know, quote unquote, face to face, then it definitely increases the amount of relationship that's built over even a video, which is a one way or even a PDF where there just isn't that, that voice, that tone, that eye contact, you know, it makes a big difference. Exactly, but the, the, the common thing between every kind of content that you are going to use is you need to, you need to create this, uh, this engagement. That's why uh, when you are going to, to write some content uh, like ebooks, uh, copywriting is very important. It's how we choose the words, how, how, how we communicate, and how our content is easily consumable by our, by our audience. Uh, so creating this, this engagement is essential to, 
to have the success of your content marketing. Wow, that's good. Given that uh, e-commerce is still uh, very young here in Morocco, um, what kind of uh, strategies have you seen for increasing online sales? Are, are there certain uh, parts of social media that are more effective than others for driving e-commerce sales and, and conversions on, on platforms like uh, Jumia, for example? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, e-commerce business in particular and uh, online business in, in general, there is one, one, one thing that is very uh, important to, 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 to start getting some traction. E-commerce in itself, if, if, I have, if I have a store, if I have an e-commerce store, I have good products in there, but no one is visiting my store. How can I make more sales? It's like in physical place. In physical place, physical store, you would choose the location, you would choose, you will make some advertisement, you will uh, try to drive more visitors to your store, and the more people come in, the more people would buy. But when we go to the online experience, we think it's different. We think that, okay, I will build my store, I will put it online, and people are going to flow in by themselves. And this is completely wrong. Today, I don't know why people are still still thinking I don't get enough traffic to my website. I don't get enough visitors. I don't get enough sales. If, If you want to make more sales, just go and make some social ads. Use social media as a main source of traffic. You know, Facebook, only in Morocco, only on Facebook in Morocco, there are over 20 million active users in, in, on Facebook and Instagram. So if you can't find your customers within those 20 million on social media today, then probably you don't have any customers. Probably no one would buy from you. And if you want to, to scale your, your, your e-commerce business, just get a, a, a continuous stream of traffic to your website. If you don't have uh, a well-established brand, so people don't come to you directly like, like Jumia, if you said, Jumia is a well-established brand. So I would think automatically about Jumia when I want to buy something uh, online. It's like if I want to go and search directly on Amazon, Jumia, these are the well-established brands. But if I have a small business, no one is knowing uh, my brand yet. What can, I, what can I do? I need to, to get to pay and uh, get some traffic to my website. So this is the very first thing to, to start growing an e-commerce uh, store, get some traffic. Oh, that's a great point. Can you talk to us um, a little bit about uh, marketing funnels. What is a, a marketing funnel? What are the different elements? Um, the, the important things to remember in, in a marketing funnel and maybe a few examples uh, of marketing funnels and products that, uh, that you've had success with in the past. Uh, simply put, a marketing funnel 
is just a multi-step campaign that we run to move our prospect step by step from being just a stranger that, we, that, that they don't know us yet to prospect to paying customers. Because the good thing and the bad thing, there are two things, there are the bad news and the good news. The bad news is sales and marketing are not just one single step. Today, the customer and the customer journey is very complicated. There's no, not, not like before, uh, it's not just one linear approach, one single operation and one single transaction. Today, the customer journey is very complicated. Uh, we, there are several touch points. I will go online, I will go on social media, I need to visit several websites, I need to compare, I need to do a lot of things before I can, I can buy. So the goal of this marketing funnel is, first of all, attract your audience. You need to find a way to attract new visitors so you can get some people enter the top of your funnel, enter the top of your sales process, let's say. And the very first thing that people would see is your content, your video that you produce or blog post or social media post or whatever content you produce. This is the, the very first thing that people would see. And, and then you, you, you start creating some conversion points like get, get them to subscribe, for example, get them to subscribe to a newsletter to get a discount or get them to subscribe to a webinar or get them to subscribe to a, a free course, get some, some sort of conversion point. So at, this conver at the very first conversion point, you move them from a stranger to a prospect. And once they are there, once they have consumed this, uh, the first conversion content, like if they got this uh, uh, subscribe to newsletter to get a discount, what you need to make them do next is to buy something to get the discount. Or if they subscribe to your free course, then you will get them buy your, your paid course. If they subscribe to your webinar, you need to make them buy, for example, your training. So this is the concept of the funnel. You cannot just go and sell your training right from the first from the first step. You need to go step by step, creating this relationship and moving people forward through the journey. Have you been exploring uh, the idea of online payments? Are, are your customers able to, to pay online right now? Or have you been doing the, the traditional um, checks or wire transfers or, or cash payments? And if yes, what do you think the future looks like in terms of online payments? Online payment in Morocco, unfortunately, is still uh, something that doesn't work really good for now. Uh, people would prefer to, to pay cash on delivery or through wire transfer. Payment by cards, uh, it is growing. Uh, there is an, an evolution on, on paying using credit cards online but still not very, um, a, a good part of, of people will, buy, will pay completely online. From the second uh, hand also, we don't have yet uh, good platforms uh, that would easily help businesses set up 
the online payment. Like if you compare what we have in Morocco to, to, to PayPal or, or Stripe, the experience is much better using PayPal and Stripe. You can get set up and ready in, in, in less than, than one hour, in, in two hours. You are, your store is up and ready. When, when, when the procedures are very extensive and very long, you need to do a lot of things, even people would, uh, would lose interest to, to move to e-commerce, you know? They will just set up the store through cash on delivery and they will move. Today, yeah. <laughs> yes, this is what I, I did also the same thing. I filled up the form, I, I, I signed up everything and uh, I put my project on hold because I needed to do a lot of integration, a lot of updates on my website. I didn't have to, I didn't have the time to do it right now. So it's mm -hmm. on hold, but it's a, it's a project that I will take back like in the few coming months. But it's definitely something that takes more than one to two hours. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. It, it, it might take even weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a slow journey. Yeah. As we uh, come to the, the end of the interview, Mahmoud, are, are there any other things that you'd like to address, just share with our audience, um, tips or, or guidance uh, before we go? Um, a last thing I would share with you today, uh, as we are all entrepreneurs and business owners and uh, we want to thrive and grow in the future, just let, let's get some focus today, get some focus. Um, instead of letting our energy goes uh, everywhere and not getting enough enough things done, let's focus on what are the the most important things that you want to achieve right now, and let's think not just today, pledging for the coming three months. If if I do if I can do these three things during these three months and I would feel more successful and I would feel better than today in three months. Okay, so these are the things that I need to do and let's just get some focus and, and do them. Yeah. It's not yeah. very important today uh, to, to close deals and get more money, even if uh, it's essential to every business, but we are all uh, being in some difficult times Let's show some empathy to, uh, to each other. Let's focus on how we can help each other. And let's focus on how can I be better in three months from now if I do these kind of things today. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Really that's, good. That's great advice, Mahmoud. Thank you. Um, where can our listeners find you? Can you tell us how they can contact you if they're interested? in learning more about your services? Sure, um, I'm available on, on social media. I'm connected on, on LinkedIn, uh, my, my profiles on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, also, you can visit my website, uh, www.linkmarketing.ma and uh, you can find some great content over there. And uh, let's, let's keep in touch and uh, I'd be happy to, to get connected with you guys. That's great. We'll uh, put all these links in the show notes. So if you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, just click down in the show notes and you can click right through to Mahmoud's website or his LinkedIn profile. 
thanks again. Really appreciate your time and uh, your advice on moving forward for business in Morocco. Wish you uh, health and safety during the rest of this confinement and uh, have a blessed Ramadan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan and Ryan, for, for inviting me and hosting me today. It's a great pleasure and uh, wish you also a good, a good time and stay safe and healthy. Thank you. Thanks, Mahmoud. Okay.